Welcome back to another edition of the Par for the Court podcast. Yo, yo, yo. It is June 26, 2022 on a nice crispy Sunday afternoon. And we got a lot to talk about. The NBA draft just happened. A lot of stuff went down. There are a lot of rumors going around. Signing trades and Stuff's free rolling. agency. A lot's going on. A lot is going on. I can assure you of that. And we're just going to get right into it. Let's go. It's Born for the Court Podcast! All right, um, start with the draft. I think it makes sense if we first talk about the number one pick, Paolo Bancaro. Oh, is that who went number one? That's right. Wrong pick if you ask me. No. I think that Paolo is the best player in the draft. He's the best player right now that was drafted, but I don't think he has the highest ceiling. And I know you're not supposed to draft for fit when you have a top three pick like that, but when you have multiple guys that have generational talent potential, I think you can pick the one that has the best fit. The Magic have multiple generational talents? No. I said there's multiple generational oh, talents oh, oh. that could go top three. Yeah. If there's three guys that have the potential to be perennial all-stars yeah, already. I mean, you, you think through the draft there's not many situations where there's three power forward centers, do-it-all kind of guys that are just the three best players, clearly. Yeah, but the other thing is they're very different players. Very. You know? and I, think, I wouldn't say very. I think they're very different players. I think they all are very unique. Like, very unique. So there's slight um, differences, but, like, but that, they're, they, they're that in makes the same... Difference. They fit the same mold. But... Do you, who do you think should have gone number one to the Orlando Magic? Paolo. I think it should have been Chet. I see the Magic have a guy who, if I'm the Magic, I want the ball in his hands a lot. Franz Wagner, he's a great passer. He's a great scorer. He has great vision, and he's known to make the right reads. And I think Paolo is a very ball-dominant player. That's not true. Yeah, I, yeah it is true, I think. He, did you did you see his his Duke team play and yeah I did and the limited touches he got with the roster around him. I saw him create a lot from the perimeter and I saw him try and make. But Franz is far more of a playmaker. Paolo's far more of a scorer. I think they need that. Those two very. I think those two counter each other very well. Chet is a great scorer as well, but he's way more off the ball. He's. A really good catch and shoot guy. He's a great pick and pop guy. He's a great pick and roll guy, and he's a great lob threat. And Chet is, Chet has played that kind of role his entire life. Whereas Paolo has always been the guy who has the ball. That's literally a fact. last year he wasn't the guy who always had the ball. Well, I think he had four other five stars to share the ball with on the court every time. Every time he was on the court. Okay, but that's not the role that he's expecting in the NBA. He's expecting he wants a Giannis type role. Not right away. Okay, but that's that's what the future holds for him. Those are his comparisons. That's Okay, I want to talk about the draft comparison. Comparing putting KD on a comparison for anybody never should happen. Putting Giannis on a comparison for anybody never should happen. Well, who would you compare Paolo to then? Not Giannis. Okay. What's his play style then? Name name a player that you are comfortable with comparing him to because he has the superstar potential and he's okay, very good. No, but like there's no one else to compare him to because he's I, only ever played honestly, the superstar role. So name a player that you would feel comfortable if you were in the if you were working ESPN draft night, who would you have said as Palace Comparison? I understand the NBA draft is to cater to the common 
fan of basketball and to have them have an understanding of the play style. But let me finish. You're almost interrupting me again. But um, fuck you. Getting to your question, I think the best version of Paolo is Jason Tatum, Paul George, taller. That's what I think his ceiling ceiling is. Okay. So those are also perennial all-stars right but there. But I didn't say that's the current comparison. Okay, what did I ask you? Current comparison, Bobby Portis. Okay, we, <laughs> we've talked a lot about the Paolo-Bobby Portis comparison. Am I wrong, though? Think about it. No, Bobby, right now. Bobby Portis would be... Okay, that's not... I'm well, not, no, I'm because Paolo handles the ball a lot more than Bobby. Paolo is more of a perimeter player than Bobby. Paolo creates with, with, the, with the with Bobby Portis's role. He can't handle the ball. Well, no NBA team would give Bobby Portis the keys to do that. Teams are going to be giving Paolo the keys. Therefore, you have to think. You have to think about role. DC gave Bobby the keys. DC gave Bobby the keys for like two games when there was injuries and shit. And he played great. I'd say he played pretty good. Great. Okay, you have a loose definition of great, I guess. Um, That's tight. But I, I literally the only the only player comparison I see for a guy like Paolo, because this is the role people are expecting him to have in the NBA. I feel like you have to compare him to a guy like Giannis. And I guess, but just Chet on the other hand, I see legitimately no comparison whatsoever. The Chet comparison was Kevin Durant, and you can't. Do That's that every, not even a little bit. Every tall, skinny guy analysts see, oh, Kevin Durant. That's re- yeah. That's Don Maker next. Kevin Durant, Chet Holmgren next. Kevin Durant. No, I personally was watching. Uh, I didn't watch Kevin Looney next. Kevin Durant. I didn't watch the ESPN draft. I watched uh, Shams's uh, draft show. Oh, okay, Mister Sophisticated. Well, the ESPN. That's the other thing. Why ESPN drafts are just so corny. Is ESPN is is Woj just mad at ESPN about the contract stuff? Is that why he's announcing stuff eight minutes early? That's just this thing. Like I don't think we're ever gonna go away from that. Honestly, I, I don't like I, it. I don't either, actually. Especially like, literally. Like my f- if it, Woj works for ESPN, right? Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't Woj tell, like Kendrick Perkins and the people covering the draft, or why won't? Why can't they bring it up? Because they, it's the theatrics of it. If they, if every time they're like, but everybody's the got the, the, everybody's got the alerts on. Everybody's looking at their phone. Yeah, it doesn't matter though, because there's also the aspect that those tweets are not technically valid yet because nothing's official like they cannot like shows like that they can't speculate and technically 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 those woke tweets are speculation though they are 99.9 percent true there was there, a, there was a 0.1 percent on draft night yeah exactly there was what with the number yeah what did it say what was it jalen duran to charlotte jalen Duran to the knicks yeah it was that was that shams was versus Woj. yeah um who got legacy a, on the line wrong? uh i think shams was wrong but like Shams beat Woj to every tweet though every every pick yeah pretty much um but yeah they they because like if that were to get if if that was wrong I mean that 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 affects a lot of people you know yeah. um but also like imagine like they they announce uh the Sacramento Kings are on the clock I wonder who they're gonna get Kendrick Perkins goes they got Keegan Murray it's already announced Woj said it like then you'd be like that's nice okay fine like that's it's but part the, of the, other, show. the other annoying thing is, well, it's more so just like, why does this even matter? Woj never announces. He's think he goes, 
the Kings are closing in on a prospect they really like in Keegan Murray. Well, because Woj the, has his legacy year. of knowing everything, and ESPN does not technically want him to ruin the draft know, show. A couple years back, he just said they're going to draft this person. Yeah, and they so, have a problem with it. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the second pick, who I think this team won the draft. The Oklahoma City Thunder got Chet Holmgren. Who, you think they won the draft off of that pick? That pick alone? Yeah, I do. I, I'm a, I'm already a big Thunder fan. I love their young core last year. I think it's a great move for them. Oh yeah, but I mean, you'd agree with this, right? Their biggest hole was their front court. I don't think they had last year. I don't think they have a single like future starter level NBA big man. Isaiah Roby. He's not starter level at all. He's the slowest jump shot. He's not athletic. He's Derek Favors. J. Michael Green. He's old. J. Michael Green's getting traded. Um, but No, it is it is a hole that they need to fill. Yeah. And he, he fits in so well. Like Shea, I think, is like the perfect NBA mixture for a point guard of scoring and passing. Yeah. Long he's he's decent defender. Then you got Lou Dort, who's the perfect three and D guy for that spot. You have Josh Giddy, who's a do it all player who loves to get the ball out of his hands. And then you put Chet right in there, a guy who, like I said, he thrives in pick and pop, pick and roll. He's a good cutter. He's a great lob threat. And he's got the long arms. They he's just, a great yeah, defensive there's no, player. There's no ball stopper. No, no, no exactly. There's there's defensive versatility all over. Something I wrote down in my notes was if they want it to be, this is a top 10 defense. Yeah, I think so too. But if they want Victor Wembanyama, I don't Chet think Chet has knee soreness all year. I don't think they're gonna go for Victor. I think, I think that they're they, that's that's out there. That's out there, out there. That they already want him. Of course, who doesn't want him? They're, the Lakers that they're, that they're, want rather him. they're they're trying to go for him. I think no. I think if the Thunder don't try and win this that's year, the craziest front court ever, though. Oh, absolutely, Chet and Victor. However, you also got to think about all the picks that they have. That mean, dude, like uh, with the not as many these days. <laughs> not as many, like not two as many. less, like two less. Okay, uh, I think like three less. Okay, like we'll no one. That, I mean, I know they didn't get the top three pick they wanted, but they were in the place to do this. No one, no one thought the Blazers were going to be louder this year. Everyone thought the Blazers were going to try and win games, and then Dame has his injury. They trade CJ away. Suddenly, they're lottery. Any of those Thunder picks could turn into a lottery pick, but um, I just think that this Thunder team, if they go out and try and lose. I think that is when it's going to start to turn and actually like, okay, this is detrimental well, for so this if team. You're, if you're Sam Presti, you think play in or bust right now? I wouldn't say play in or bust. I'm, I'm saying you want to win, win and grow your players. But I think if you just let them play no restrictions, I think they're going to win games and their, their, their talent's going to grow. Like They're going to get better because this team has the skill to compete. You I really say, do think did, that. You would just say let them go. Yeah, exactly. Let them go. Don't make up fake injuries. Don't find excuses to bring up all the OKC blue guys. Like, I saw way too many times where Jeremiah Robinson Earl was a top three scorer on the team, and I'm seeing the like the hook shot guard guy they brought in from the blue Xavier Simpson. Yeah, playing the main, playing like the main ball handler role. Like, I for one, I watched a lot of Thunder games, and too many times I would be like upset, like, oh, I want, I want to see the real Thunder play. I don't want to see these guys play. I just don't like. I don't see where that leaves them next year. What do you mean by that? Like, okay, they got the 14th seed. Well, Chase, do you know what happened with the 76ers when they took 
what was like six years in a row to lose games and get their guys, they instant they legitimately like instilled no, yeah, the a, biggest losing culture out there. I think they take this year to get some decent veterans on roster to help shape these guys and they actually try and win games. And obviously they're not contenders this year. Obviously they're not gonna be a top four seed, but I think they can get some play and experience and who knows, maybe even get to the first round. But I think it'd be they're a just, missed opportunity. Yeah, if they they're didn't just do that. in a very weird stage of, of but, building. But a good stage, because guess what? Good. They yeah, have they have, they they have, have stuff. Dude, if like think about it. Right now you have four NBA starter quality players for the future already on your roster. Like I I very much could see these guys But you have a pretty reputable source saying Shay does not want to stay in Oklahoma City. I said if yeah, my reputable source is very reputable. Who, it's very reputable. Shall not be named. He said within the next three years, if they don't make the playoffs, then he's gonna want to leave. Which is very possible. I think they can make the playoffs this year. Get the hell out of here. And guys, again, who I are just, they better than? Who are they better? Dude, they have so many guys and they compete so much. They literally would win on accident because of how hard they played. They have a great coach, a great coach who's not getting talked about Mark enough. Mark Diagonal. <laughs> Mark Diagonal, yeah. Mm-hmm. They have the guys, and I'm you telling spell, you. How do you spell Diagonal? Uh, D A I G N E U A L T. Don't. This is bad podcasting. You don't look up spelling right now. Say it again. I have it right here. I literally could not redo that in my mind if I had. Okay. Try it. D-I-A-G-N-A-U-L-T. No, you're right, wrong from it. the start. D-A-I-G-N-E-A-U-L-T. That's crazy. Okay. But trust me, guys. By the way, this source is very, very reputable. He's very close with Shea Gildas Alexander. And this is true. But three years, no playoffs. He's out. I say they go for it this year, okay? Get my man Shade to the playoffs and get his cloud up, get his stardom up. But, yeah, I, I, I love just, this third team. I don't team. see who they're beating out to get into a play-in, like a play-in situation whatsoever. Oh, my gosh. Stuff happens. Stuff happens. Who, and, like, yeah, the West is going to be Phoenix stays, Golden State stays, Memphis stays, Dallas stays. Utah, we don't know. Utah's not going to be in the playoffs. Denver could, stays. Denver's going to be better. Minnesota, I'm assuming, would stay. Oh, we don't know that. Why do we not know that? Dude, we don't know if Minnesota stays. We really don't. Minnesota might try and get frisky. There are rumors that Cat might be out of Minnesota. And New Orleans got better. Chase, there, there are a lot of good teams in the NBA. I still think that but the Thunder... But to say the Thunder are just going to be in a play-in next year when they really don't even need to be or want to be. I think there's ways of getting guys good experience and still tanking. So you just want them to yet again try and lose? Not try and lose, but there's just... No, you saying you want them to try and lose. you saying that you want them to get victor. I don't well, know. guess what? Just... If you stay in the bottom seven, you have... Just as good of a chance as the last place team to get the top yeah, that's pick. The other thing about taking these days is just so. Guess what? If you go for the play-in and you don't make it, you're still right there along with all your other picks that could be lottery. You're gonna be around there. You have the chance of getting Victor. Good luck trading up to get the first pick in this next year, though. It does. It's it's not happening. Literally, it does not matter what team 
You could, you might, like, you could, the Lakers could say, hey, here's LeBron. Whoever might say, yeah, no. No, we won 50. Still, I won't. Yeah, no, seriously. Um, All right. Number three, the Rockets. This is the team that. Didn't like it. I just am not a fan of this current Rockets makeup at all. I think they have so many ball stoppers. Exactly they have so many have. bad just team guys like well th- the problem the the problem with the rockets is there's so many guys that are fringe like oh we don't know about this guy yet yeah and they're all trying to prove themselves and it just so happens that their best skill set is high volume scoring i for one see have- the rockets as an aau team with like a bunch of clout like they have a bunch of guys that are like they have the personality. They're all highly ranked, yeah. and they're all like trying to get they're trying to get their cloud up. They're trying to get to a high major college, and so every game it's just like I'm oh I'm getting buckets this game. Oh no 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 I'm no, getting no, buckets I'm this game. Buckets. And then we got Sangoon in the corner who's just like I'm open in the post, guys. Hey, Sangoon uh, has like Bowling Green, and he's just like all right with it. He's like all right, I got Bowling Green. <laughs> he's getting, no he like he like committed as a sophomore to a mid major. Yeah, he's just like can I get some touches? Yeah, he's like it's <laughs> maybe. Fine. I mean, I don't, cool dunk, Jalen. Yeah, that was fun. Oh, that was a nice step back, Kevin. Uh, another ball screen. Okay, fine. <laughs> like, um, but Jabari Smith. Wh- I mean, one thing though, we saw it this year at Auburn. It's it's going to be the same thing. And the good thing about Jabari Smith is, I think that's a guy who literally could fit on any team in the world. Yeah. I don't think I personally don't think he has a high as high of a ceiling as Cheddar Paolo. No. But I think he has. Maybe the highest floor of anyone in this draft. I don't know about you, but like from what I saw last year at Auburn, I thought he could have been I think rotation Chet, last Chet's, year. Chet's floor is higher because of his defensive ability. I disagree. I think Chet's floor has to be low because of his body. I'm not saying it is because I am. His rim I, protection is far superior. Yeah, but to okay, but I think just based Jabari. on his body type, how skinny he is, he has to have a really low floor because like think about it. Five years on the line, if Chet. His first three years, he misses like a hundred some games and gets run on the floor by big men, like powerful guys. Would you be like Someone's shocked? Someone's gonna run Chet over. Just run. Someone the floor. could. Someone like could. Steven Adams is gonna step okay, on saying, him the whole way down. Like if Chet, if Chet's a bust because of his body, would you be shocked? I don't think you can be shocked. I don't because everyone I'm has gonna, that worry no, in their I'm mind. I'm not gonna consider it a bust because. I think the only way that it doesn't work out is if he has a major injury, knock on wood. And it, it's I wouldn't be shocked if it is because the comparison I'm going to make to Kevin Durant is just body and just how they look physically, how they move physically. And the funny thing is Chet's and even skinnier than KD was as a rookie. He's even skinnier, and we've seen KD just it, like later in his career, obviously, but year after year, it's he started with the foot injury early in OKC, mm-hmm. missed a whole year for that. And then Zaza ran into his knee, missed time for that, and that never really healed. MCL, Came back Achilles. for the finals, ruptured the Achilles. MCL again in Brooklyn. And then it just, it, you know, it just keeps going. Yeah, so but... So I think KD more so had more injury luck early in his career, and that's why it didn't start early. Like, there wasn't anything major until the foot thing. But it just, it could happen at any time. But you are still here to say that you think Chet has the highest floor? Yes. That's... Wild, that's Why is that wild? dude. Just cause, like, I, the worries. Okay, like, here's my thing. I've been thinking about this a lot. 
All right. Like the the th- the thing the red flags. The red f- the there's there's one red flag, but that red flag is as big as Cuba. Whereas Cuba's not that big. There's a lot of there's a lot of green flags. Jabari what I'm saying is that as big as Cuba. It's not a saying. Go I just ahead. made it Whatever. up. But okay, that's just I, go ahead. there's literally not a single red flag in my mind for Jabari. He's already got a he's decent not a rim protector whatsoever. He's not a center. He's not a forward. Or he's not a he's not a he's a wing. He's a bona fide wing. Wings don't need to be elite rim protectors. He's gonna be an elite perimeter defender. And he's got long arms. He's gonna learn he's gonna have higher defensive IQ as his tenure in the league goes on. And I personally think he can already be a good on-ball defender for he could match up with any wing in the NBA right now. Chet, I don't know about. I still think, like I said, Chet, I'm higher on than anybody in the draft. I think he is going to be the one in this draft that everyone's like, that's that. Oh, 2022 draft. That's that was a Chet draft. Paolo will be the one. No, I and Johnny Davis. Yeah, hope, I hope Johnny Davis is good. I don't like the pick, but uh, Nikola Jovic. Who? Nikola Jovic. He plays for the Nuggets. No, he plays for the Heat. No, I don't. Jovic we're not, we're not, is next. We're not talking about Heat on this podcast. I think the Heat are going to come up in the rumors section. That's for damn sure. Okay. Um. No, but Paolo, I. Number one, he went to Duke. That's so you bust potential bias. as it is. That's not. That's not bias. It is. I don't. I don't dislike Duke at all. Jason Tatum. Oh my gosh, Jason Tatum beat Kyrie. my favorite team. I don't dislike Kyrie. You're saying bus, and I'm naming Duke players that aren't okay. bus. You want, me to, you want me to name Duke bus? No. Do you want me to name Duke bus? No. Because we could go for hours. We could literally go for hours. Like, Duke has so many guys that could have been good that weren't good. So many guys that were... Justice Winslow. Jaleel Okafor. The Heat ruined Marv- Justice Winslow. The Heat. Do you know how hard it is to be bad when you get drafted lottery by the Miami Heat? That's rare. That's rare. Wrong. Right. Name how how many how many bad players have the Heat drafted? How many guys that have been busts have the Heat drafted? One. Michael Beasley, and that was because he was messed up in the head. He had a lot of trauma. The culture ruined him. The culture ruined him. That Same means he Wendler. couldn't take the NBA. No. Oh my gosh. But yeah. Number one, he went to Duke. Number two, you can't say that as like a thing. That's not like it is a thing. Just because he went, there's no like, there's no analytical statistic of like he went to Duke, so he won't be as good. I would bet you. Okay, there's no there's no metric of like this guy was a bust. There's no like, there's no like, you know, there's no measurement of that. There's no like bust, yeah, not clearly, bust. Clearly, I personally think if there was that, Duke would have the highest percentage of lottery players that turned out to be busts of any college. Because think about it, just due to sheer volume. I think that speaks to Coach K's high level of coaching and putting players in no, the right position. No, I think it's his ability to get players with clout, with high that are highly regarded. What? Obviously, I mean, that was a joke. That was a clear joke. Even more so, and I mean, this is kind of to Coach Coach K's credit, but like even more so, like guys that he gets to go to Duke that just don't turn out well in college, like but that are five stars. Um, but yeah. Um, okay, now let's talk about this. This is needed. This is needed. Oh, no. First, we'll talk Pistons. I don't want to get to, um, you know what team I'm talking about. Um, 
Pissed. The New York Knicks? Who? We, we're going to have to talk about the New York Knicks. Um, but first... I mean, the, yeah, they're the two teams that made the biggest splash on draft night. First, let's talk Pistons real quick. Pistons... Some interesting moves from them. Pistons got... No, Pistons made good moves. Pistons yeah. made very forward-stepping moves that I think are... They, they just... Like, the Pistons are an exciting team. They have really solid guys They're doing a lot throughout their lineup. The oh, I... Yeah. I I think there's nothing to do with Pistons except for try to win this year, and I think they could do well. They have... I'm, I'm high on Isaiah Stewart. Cade Cunningham is obviously extremely solid. Of course, can't forget about Killian Hayes. Corey Second. Joseph. Chase. Just like... Chase is really high on Corey Joseph. He thinks that Corey Joseph is an integral part of the Pistons' future, um, if you look at some of our texts. but um, And, of course, we got Jaden Ivey, who is one of the highly highest – well, he's the highest regarded guard in this draft, obviously. Yeah. Um, he was wanted by so many teams. Um, there were, I think, over 10 teams that um, came to the Pistons trying to trade up to get Jaden Ivey. Yep. Didn't happen. Which, by the way, is a bad sign for the Kings. I was gonna say, what does this say about the Kings again? Yeah, drafting real quick. Let's. I'm gonna. Can I say what happened? Okay, so the Kings drafted a guy who was projected at least four spots well, before down. Before you go, that there was a, there was a top three, and then every like the consensus was okay. There's a top three, and there's then Jaden Ivey, and then everybody else. Yeah, and the Kings drafted a guy who was projected. Kings had the fourth pick after the yeah, top the Kings three, had the fourth yeah. pick. Jabari they, Smith, Chet, and Paolo. They drafted a guy who was projected, what, eight or nine? Yeah, nobody expected and that. Having that fourth pick means getting Jaden Ivey, because Jaden Ivey was not going top three. Getting J- Jaden Ivey is an NBA ready guard. He's a great body, he's Six a great five. decision maker, and he's he's a decent shooter, and he gets to the rim really well. That's a guy that literally any team in the NBA could use, any team in the NBA could want, and he was so highly regarded. It was reported that, like I said, at least 10 teams came to the Pistons trying to trade up to get him, which means even more teams had to have reached out to the Kings to get him, which yeah. means they could have gotten the 8th pick or ninth pick for at least some assets. I'd say even still a future first-round pick. Have Keegan and Murray still get Keegan Murray, who but they drafted. You know, obviously, they, I don't think the right pick for the Kings was Jaden Ivey because no, they well, have— They've drafted four point guards in a row the last four years. Right? I think that the only reason they didn't draft him, and I'm serious, was because embarrassment. They they're but so just trade back. No, no, yeah, they could they they could have traded back. I'm saying the reason they didn't trade um, draft Jaden Ivey was because literally like this would be their 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 team will be in shambles if one of their three guards does not work out as a guy. That can be the leader of their team. Like yeah. they're like, okay, I'm. I know Jaden Ivey's the right pick. We cannot go back on these cards. We've drafted so many cards. One of them has to work out. Like, so yeah. yeah. But I mean, Keegan Murray. He objectively he does fit with this roster. You know, a shooter, power forward who can stretch the floor. Put him next to Sabonis, who's a great passer. I mean, it the fit makes sense. But we all know you don't draft for fit. When you're top five, I mean Sabonis and Fox, top five duo in the league, right? Top at least at least top thirty duo in the league, at least. What did, did he did Mike Brown say top five or top three? I don't know. He said so like a wild ranking in the, in the yeah. interview. Yeah, but, but I mean the the, the Jaden Ivy pick for the Pistons is great. You look around the league, you know, the best teams in the league have 
the the two two guards at what point guard and shooting guard that can play off each other, can both score, can both take the brunt of the load, facilitating things like that. And to have a front court of is Kate six six. Yeah. Six six and six five is great. Oh yeah. You know look down like it's just it's just a, it's an exciting roster. It's an exciting yeah, roster. There's a lot there. Um yeah, I you know we don't know about playoffs, but I think they're going to be in the mix for that play-in. And, and Kemba there is not, like, anything to... Well, no, Kemba's not going to play discount. a game for the Pistons. Kemba's already... They're already talking buyout. So really? Oh, yeah. and they got Jalen Durant. That, yeah, exactly. Jalen Dur- Um, Dude, that, this is going to be interesting. However, I mean, Jalen Duran, I'm not high on his jump shooting ability. I'm not high on he his trading ability. I'm not, jump shot. I'm not high on him, period. But, well, no, Isaiah Stewart is their big one of the future. They've already said, like, he's, he's, he's their guy... At the center position, him and Duran are pretty darn similar. I don't know how that like. That's gonna be old There's a school. A lot of minutes. It's gonna be old school. It's gonna be old school. They're not gonna play together, are they? I think they're definitely gonna play together. No, I think they're definitely gonna play together. How are they? Those two gonna play together? Because they drafted Duran lottery. They traded for him. They wanted him. You know, an underrated underrated storyline of this draft is DeAndre Ayton being a huge loser with everything that happened. <laughs> It's true. it's true. Everybody saw the the Jeremy Grant trade. They're like, oh, the Pistons are going to go after Aiton and give him the max, maybe. And no, then, they did not. And then they get Duran. Then they take Kemba's contract, and then they draft Jalen Duran. It's like, well, and then maybe you had not. and then you had the Hornets rumors them Hornets trying to get Aiton, and then, then boom. they get then they get Mark Williams. He get, get Mark it's Williams. Like, well, um, but Robert Sarver's not like he's not taking out the checkbook. No, no, he's Aiton, especially is, after what happened in the playoffs. Yeah. That's not you know. Yeah, one Dream thing's on. for sure, Aiton's not going to be with that team, the Suns, and there are not a lot of teams that have the cap space to get him right now. Maybe if the Jazz get rid of Gobert and then, you know. The Magic sign Aiton? Huh? The Magic sign Aiton? Imagine. <laughs> at the one, Franz. At the two, Paolo. At the three, Bull Bull. At, no, um, Isaac's off the bench. Isaac, okay. Isaac's the sixth man. At the three, Bull Bull. At Wendell. the four, at the four, Wendell Carter Jr. At the five, Aiden, and then off the bench, you got all those other guys. That'd be wild. That's that's gonna be, dude. The Magic are building the the 20, 2019 Cavs. This is what the Raptors like want to be. They're like, God damn it, they did it first. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Um, real quick, we gotta touch on the Knicks, and then we're gonna go to rumors. Well, the other thing that. Is good, but the, they, the Pistons do still have a lot of cap space. Yeah, it's true, but they, I, they're not going to go after Aiden. And like the who, spot, who? spot track has them at projected twenty five million after everything settles. Yep, and possibly getting to forty five million. So they so still they have can, they still have a lot of room to grow. My guess is they're not going to draft like, sign anyone huge. They're going to get a lot of solid role players to put around them to try and make a run. You know, I mean, not which just, I think is the right move. Get getting quality veterans to try and win. I, I mean, think they, they already have a little a bit guys. more of a role player, but they're they're not looking for a star. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they like maybe a third a third high volume score. We will see. I would say. I don't. I don't. I don't agree with that one, but we will see. Um, Knicks. Okay, you want me to read out everything yeah. that they did? Yeah. All right. So the Knicks started this little shit show that they ran on Thursday night with a uh, trade with Oklahoma City. Yep. The Knicks drafted Osmond Dang. Wait. Well, yeah. The, yeah, the, the Knicks, Knicks drafted. they drafted Osmond Dang, traded him to Oklahoma City. In return, they get a 2023 first-round pick that was Detroit's, 
and then a 2023 first that was Washington's, and a 2023 first that was Denver's. I don't know how they got even a pick from Washington. I was racking my brain yeah, to same. figure that out. But I, and Denver, I don't know. Yeah. So then they call Charlotte. The Charlotte, Charlotte Hornets got 2023 first-round pick that they got from Denver. Uh, OKC via Denver. And then a 2023 second-round pick, that's New York's. 2023 second-round pick from Utah. 2023 second-round pick from... Either Dallas or Miami. It's Dallas a, or Miami, pick swap. whoever. And then a 2024 second-round pick, another one from New York. And all, all of that, the Knicks get Jalen Durant. For all that. No, Okay. So we see that. We're like, okay, that's a little... It's a lot just to get Jalen Durant. Then, later on in the night, they call Detroit. Like, hey, do you guys want Jalen Duran and Kemba Walker and a 2025 first round pick from Milwaukee? Top four protected. Detroit says yes. So the Knicks. The Knicks, what did the Knicks get out of that? Nothing? The Knicks gave away. No, they got they got one more first round pick. They got a first round pick out of that. So the Knicks did all that to get to $18 dump, million dollars in cap space. To dump Kemba's salary to have cap space for this offseason. To literally, they're going after Jalen Brunson. So none of the none of like the current like stars that like are on the market, they don't fit the Knicks timeline. If the Knicks got say a Kyrie or say a Mitchell, that would do nothing but like put them in contention for the sixth seed maybe. Hold on, but Jalen Brunson fits the timeline better for Julius no, Randle. He doesn't at all. I'm not putting Brunson on that caliber. That's why I'm not mentioning Brunson in that because Brunson. It's sad. Brunson, I hate when this happens. A really quality player, like a really good player. Well, this is the, this is what the Knicks do. That's what I'm saying. Time and time again, I know here's they what elevate doing. players with contracts that shouldn't be elevated. Yeah. Brunson's a great player. Brunson's a great player. Not, you don't do you don't do the list that I just named to get Jalen Brunson. Respectfully, I love Jalen Brunson as a player. For those who don't know, they the Knicks also signed Jalen Brunson's dad. Jalen Brunson's dad coach. is an assistant, and World Wide West, who is higher up in an advisor. Knicks, yeah, has known Jalen Brunson since he was a, a little kid. So it's clear that they've been trying to get Brunson. It's Brunson's By been the on way, their mind Jaylen for Brunson's, a long time. Jalen Brunson's dad did play in the NBA. It's not like he's like a, a construction Schmuck. worker, and they were like, hey, we're going to hire you. Like, okay, but no. he, he Jalen Brunson's dad knows what he's doing. He knows basketball. He knows the game. Yeah. Now, the good news is what I see of this – is the Knicks punting to get Victor Wembanyama? No. But no, no. Them not drafting someone in the first round this year, trading for more first is it, round picks. Is Tibbs still the head coach? Yeah. And they're gonna tell Tibbs to tank. Tibbs might tank on his own, just like on accident. So you don't think they're going for Victor Wembanyama? They're not gonna tank with a, the with a roster of. Julius Randle, with Julius Randle making that much money, they're not going to tank. They're not wasting a year of that. Wasting a year of Julius Randle's prime? Wouldn't that be a shame? Well, that's that's what the Knicks' mindset is. Well, I think if they don't, they're fool. But it's just, it's so nuts to me that they, after that shit year they had, they didn't even get someone in the first round. It's just baffling to me. It's a crazy move. And the Knicks... If they do go through with this and try and go all in with a core of Brunson, Barrett, Randall, and Mitchell Robinson. And Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish. 
Knicks fans want so bad for Cam Reddish to be like an integral part of the future. He may as well be Corey Joseph to the Pistons. Tibbs already hates him. Did Tibbs, Tibbs hated him before he got there. Tibbs hated him when he was at Duke, I think. Tibbs probably saw him on the Hawks bench and was like, huh, fuck that guy. If he's ever on my roster, I'm not playing him. Anyways. Yeah. But yeah, like, the Knicks just prove time and time again how incompetent they are. And it's honestly sad because the NBA is a better place if the Knicks are good. And we've never seen that also. We've seen it like two time, two years. For like, like 2012 and 2013. Well, no, 2012, 2013 and the year that they went to playoffs. And then Lynn Sanity for a month. Well, that was the next year. I'm saying when they went to the playoffs with Randall and them. Anyways. Yeah, that was a fun series. It was not for, not for me. I hated that series. Anyway, Young elevated himself far too high in the NBA landscape. But rumors, rumors. Don't say it like that. Like it's like a rumors. No, I don't like that at all. I don't know if you guys have heard, but there's a lot of stuff going down in the borough of New York, known as Brooklyn, Bedford Stuy area, maybe. That's right. Now, word on the street is Kyrie Irving. Once out. Yeah, they're nowhere near agreeing on a max extension. Now, the Kyrie wants a the Kyrie the Kyrie. I didn't even mean to say that. The Kyrie I feel like he's gonna like make an announcement in a couple of weeks, being like, "I'm no longer Kyrie. I'm the Kyrie." Yeah. Okay, Kyrie wants well see that. a five-year or four-year at least max extension, whereas the Brooklyn Nets who have a smart infrastructure, decided they saw Kyrie take multiple hiatuses for, like, no good reason, get unvaccinated, miss half his games to prove a point, and said, maybe we shouldn't have this guy on the books for $50 million a year for the next five years. Maybe we sign him for a two-year deal. Kyrie saw this and was baffled. What? You guys don't want me for the next five years on a max contract when I'm 31 years old? Yeah. What? This is crazy. I'm not coming back here. You got like, what? So Kyrie is making all these, you know, making all this buzz. He calls LeBron, gets that in the news cycle, right? He's putting out all these these lists of teams that he might want to go to, and he's just overall causing chaos right now. Well, yeah, and then you go through the list of teams that he said he wants to go to, and only LA wants him. The thing about that is. They, they don't have cap space to pay him more than six million a year, which I wouldn't be shocked if he Kyrie level. if Kyrie just takes the mid level and he's like, I choose happiness over money any day because that's what just what Kyrie does. He forfeited half his contract this year by not playing away games and being away from the team for the first quarter of the season, probably. And um, the other part of this is Kyrie opts out, Kevin doesn't Durant. stay, Kevin Durant probably isn't staying yeah Kevin Durant said on his podcast this week at some point he's staying very neutral he's not really he's playing stuff close to the vest he's saying well you know it's Kyrie's choice it's his career I don't want to persuade a guy I'm another man on his decision he's kind of letting him figure it out and Katie's kind of making it seem like he doesn't really communicate with the front office on this stuff which is fine some star players do and some star players have that input but KD kind of just staying to himself and is doing him. But the the official report that came out on KD is pretty much he's monitoring the situation. Yeah. So there's no real, like, if Kyrie leaves, I'm leaving too. But 
that's kind of what the everybody's getting. I personally don't see KD leaving the Nets. That's just me, though. Even if Kyrie leaves? Yeah, because I think... I mean, the thing about it is, if the Lakers... If a sign-and-trade happens... With Kyrie. Do the Nets even want that package? We all know what the package is. It's going to be Westbrook, THT, and, like, 20... Now... One the contract, thing that, no, if because if it was Westbrook, they would Brooklyn would have to add stuff contractually, wouldn't they? I don't think so. I think they would. No, you're probably right. They um, would have to. Yeah, you're right. They would. Um, which the, the Westbrook is such a headache in so many for so many reasons. Um, so if, if it was a sign and trade, but one thing that people don't know, people don't realize is the Lakers have first round picks, like they have. A decent amount of first round picks. They, they just do. have pick swaps. They just have pick swaps. So they still have first round picks to trade. They just don't want to. Now, Kyrie to LA, I feel like the only way it could happen, because like I said, like the sign and trade, number one, does Brooklyn even want, like I said, the player package that the Nets have? The LA has nothing to offer in a sign and trade. Yeah, nothing at all. Unless they They're, love THT. The players they have on contract right now are Russ, LeBron, AD. Taylor Horton Tucker, Kendrick Nunn, which has shown a lot. Okay. He's shown everything. Stanley Johnson, Wenyan Gabriel, and Austin Reeves, which their total contracts are like $4 million. And none of those players match up with a, none a of those Brooklyn players timeline. Match up or like, hey, this, you know, this, this guy could really help you. Now, the right. one team that a sign-and-trade would work with is the Miami Heat, who would— They don't want Kyrie. Why would they want Kyrie? Oh, my gosh. Why would they want Kyrie? Did because you hear everything you just said that is the reason that Brooklyn didn't want him? Chase. I the, think the, Miami's a far better run organization than Brooklyn. The Miami Heat are a team that put winning above everything. And if they could get a talent, you have to, Dude, you have they to hear didn't me like, out. Pat Riley didn't like LeBron taking his own jet places. You have to hear me and out. You think he's going to Are you going to listen to me? Kyrie? Are you going to listen to me? Sure, I'll listen. The words I said was, the one team that a sign-and-trade would work with, package-wise, is... The Miami Heat, okay. who would send Lowry, Hero, and maybe a couple first-round picks. Duncan Robinson. No, Duncan Robinson, the contract wouldn't work out. It's too much. Yeah, it is um, But the thing about it is, what makes me think... Now, the Heat were in rumors saying that they did want Kyrie, that they were interested. Okay, and that's a fact. But last night, Mickey Arison tweets out an article. This is the article is. Why anti-vaxxers kill? Meaning, like, why it's dangerous to be around anti-vaxxers, all this stuff. I understand words. Thank you for listening. Kyrie Irving, notable anti-vaxxer. No, yeah. Yeah, did you know that? He's not vaccinated. Okay, yeah, now I do know that So, although, and I'm dead serious, I do think Pat Riley would want Kyrie. I do think Eric Spolstra wants Kyrie. Mickey Harrison, at the end of the day, is the guy that signs the checks. I don't think... I don't now think that, that organization wants the hullabaloo that goes on with Kyrie. No, I think they do because I think if any organization to get could get that down pat, it's the Miami Heat. Kyrie doesn't like that though. Oh my gosh, Kyrie, Kyrie doesn't like doesn't a lot like of things. Being, Kyrie doesn't like being told what to do. All right. Well, at least one thing is for sure: he's going like, to be there for the playoffs. I think Jimmy Butler's going to be like mean to him once, and then it'll be a whole other thing. Well, the good news about the Heat is there are plenty of other star players that are disgruntled and looking for outs where in miami 
What do you mean in Miami? What did you, wait, what did you just say? I didn't like... There are plenty of other star-level players that are looking for outs. True. Let's move on to the next one. Bradley Beal. Now, word on the street is Bradley Beal currently is genuinely undecided at this time if he wants to stay with the Wizards, uh, opt-in, or it's become a free be agent. It's going to be an opt-in and then a trade demand. Now, that would not be cool. But... Um, it's going to be, though. Now, reports are that closely watching his basically protege, Jason Tatum, reach the NBA Finals, go on that run, um, has him genuinely longing for you know, a meaningful title run. He really wants to make some in his career. And he's, word, word, word is that if he looks back at the end of his career and sees that he didn't do anything of substance in this league, he's going to be full of regret. Yet... Last week, a report came out. He said this on a podcast. He wants to be the Dirk of D.C. Now, I don't know about it's you, but so meeting, conflicting every every year. Every single week. And then the season having, starts, and he's like, why would I want to leave D.C.? Every year. And then they go on a losing streak, and they're like, they I, just, I just see guys in this locker room not giving. You know, just this isn't then working. He's, and then he's doing the body language stuff on the end of the bench. Exactly. Um, it's, like it's, it's, it's the same thing every year. The whole Dirk of DC thing, that was a bit brazen considering he's never even sniffed an MVP or won a round in the playoffs as the best player on his team. But, you know, we'll just we'll just roll past that. But right now, there are two teams that are um, in the mix for Beal. That is the Celtics, which makes sense, not contract-wise, but, you know, Bradley Beal-wise makes sense. And, of course, you guessed it, the Miami Heat. I, like again, I don't. What are you gonna say? What are you gonna say? About I don't think either one of those makes sense. How do they not make sense? Because I don't think Boston has, for Boston has the assets, but they're not giving up Jalen Brown or Tatum to those two. To get obviously, Beal. would not be in the exchange. But who are they giving up to that the Wizards are like? Okay, you can have our best player. A bunch of young guys and a bunch of picks. That's that's who it would be. That's who, who it would have they, to be. Who, what young guys do they have and on value? Sign that, and trades. Something. Sign and trades are not always even. Sign and trades are this guy is leaving anyways, but let's make the contracts okay. fit, and you're going to get some assets back. So, so who would that be for Boston? I haven't looked into the logistics per se, but what I know is the number one rumor right now, if Beal were to leave DC, is Boston, and that makes sense for Bradley Beal, his happiness. Miami Heat, on the other hand, it's a lot of shots have, for three players. Miami Heat, on the other hand, have a whole, yeah, basketball wise, I don't like it. Um, Miami Heat, on the other hand, have all the assets in the world to get a guy like that. And frankly, DC, uh, DC would be lucky to make this trade happen. I mean, but the thing is, will it happen? Because I think the Heat would rather have Donovan Mitchell, who's younger. Would you not agree with that? I think Donovan Mitchell fits basketball-wise better and... Um... You got plan. Come on, you got it. Timeline wise, there you go for the players on the Heat. I don't know why, like that. Yeah, that word now, just wasn't there for me. That is the more exciting. This is this is the this is the final rumor. Um, full team, the Utah Jazz, who shit show. Very very obviously, they do not have the pieces to make a run at the championship with these two guys, their best player, and they have. Notable uh, blow-up proponent, Danny Ainge, a guy who is always looking to blow things up if he sees that a championship is not, you know, in the cards. I wouldn't say blow-up. What did he blow up? 
He's blown up a lot of teams. He's traded a lot of star players in his time. I'd, I'd say his that's most recent stint in Boston, I don't think he was a blow-up guy. Let's see. He has traded in his tenure Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett. He's let Ray which Allen was the walk. the right move. He, he traded Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. Which was also all, the right move. All of it is the right move. So I'm, it's not blow-up. That's what blowing things up are. Blowing things up means you get rid of all your core guys, all your best players, to rebuild for the future and try and get a better but product. It wasn't like a blowing teams slow, up does not okay, mean okay, okay. Bl- blowing teams up doesn't mean like getting rid of the ninety-two bulls. Blowing teams up means trading away all your core pieces. Like what? So yes, he's known to blow things up when he doesn't see a championship roster is there. Hey, there's no reason to yell, okay? Yeah, there is reason to yell because you're making idiotic statements. No. Yeah, that was idiotic. Um, now, there is a lot of rumors around these both these players. Gobert is a guy. He's he's not he's he's not gonna he's not he's not your best player, but he's a guy who can make a big difference and can put teams over the edge if they already have a lot of offensive talent. Yeah. Team number one team in mind, which is drawn a lot of rumors, is the Chicago Bulls, who have a lot of really interesting pieces. But their number one thing was they had no interior defense with a guy like Nikola Vucevic. He's a scorer. He's a decent player, but he's not a winning player. No, I wouldn't say he's not a winning player. I don't think he's the center for that team. I think he more so is not the rim protector, like you just said, that Rudy Gobert is. Nobody is in the league. And players like DeRozan, uh, Levine, Kobe White, guys that have the ball all the time, they don't need a ball-dominant big. They just need a lob catcher, pick-and-roll guy. I like that you put Kobe White in there. Um, another ball dominant guy. That's that's you know. Um, other team. That's all I'm saying. Other team that is uh, very interested in Gobert, the Atlanta Hawks. Now the Bulls, I don't think have the the piece. Like they don't have guys that they want to give up no. to get Gobert. Like no, they don't have not, the, they don't because they do they need to keep that core. That that those guys. That's what got them right in that one seed for that long. The Hawks, yeah, the, the Hawks, Hawks have a do lot, have a lot, a of, lot assets. of young guys. You know, they could go John Collins if they wanted. They could Collins, go Clint, Capella. They're gonna Kong-Woo. have to give up one of their one of their yeah maybe Okongwu and but they'd have to give up one of their like I I think they have to give up either Herder or um, DeAndre Hunter even or DeAndre Hunter. I think they have to give up one of those guys at least. Um, Probably not Bogdan. Oh, not Bogdan. Um, but yeah, I think. If you add Gobert to either of those teams, again, Bulls, I just don't see how they can get better from that trade if they give up, like, you know, some of their guys. Like Yeah, I think they would just stay in the same spot pretty much. Yeah. And also, they don't have, the like, the young – like, if the Jazz truly want to rebuild, what are you going to give, like, a bunch of picks? Because right. they, need, they don't have a single young player that I'm like, oh, he has a future. It could be good. What, are you going to trade Matt Thomas? Yeah. But, yeah, Hawks, that could be interesting. Now, Mitchell, the more – interesting player the better player of this duo he has been in miami all off season basically so has half the nba call you can't put much merit into that okay he went okay. to dinner with pat riley how and many butler okay how many times has he, that was photoshopped pat riley was not actually at that dinner that he, pat riley was photoshopped over that was a good photo um, chris brickley so uh, good job okay, with so that. that's less of a that's less merit <laughs> okay well Donovan Mitchell has been working out with uh, Bam Adebayo, working out with Jimmy Butler. Yeah, they're friends. Hanging with... Okay, what do friends who love basketball like to do together? Play basketball with each other. That's worked out so great in Brooklyn, huh? Oh, my... I, I don't think they were actually good friends. Yes, I, they were. 
Okay, what? those those are two of the most unique personalities of all time. You cannot compare Bam Adebayo. I would say Jimmy Butler's pretty unique. Yeah, not comparable to Kyrie and KD though, because Jimmy Butler's priorities are very much in order and very much known. Whereas KD and Kyrie both, I wouldn't be surprised if. Tomorrow they retired. I wouldn't be surprised if tomorrow they tried to start their own country. I wouldn't be surprised if tomorrow they bought a zoo and decided to be zoo owners. I don't, wouldn't be surprised if anything they did. Don't if Jimmy KD, Butler did any, no, don't lump KD into that. Do not. Oh my! The way he's the way he's acting on Twitter. I know he loves basketball. But I'm saying like retire from the he NBA. Just, being like he, I'm, his two favorite things are talking shit on Twitter and playing basketball. That's it. And okay, put it this way: I wouldn't be surprised if KD went to the Euro League. I would. I would not. Um, You're just, I don't know why you have this rep about KD. Okay. I don't know what the deal is. Let me rephrase. I wouldn't be surprised if KD literally switched teams every single year for the rest of his career. Fine. I'll say that. Jimmy Butler has started something and he wants to finish something. He wants to create a championship team in Miami. Bam out of bio, same thing. Donovan Mitchell is. If only he'd stop shooting those followaways, but go ahead. What? That doesn't even have validity to it. That's not even a good joke. There's no nothing behind that. Does the draft pick of Nikolajovic limit their their possibility of getting Donovan Mitchell? Not even Donovan Mitchell having a big role there. Not even Mitchell. Not even a little bit. It actually enhances it because Jovic is a guy who has I don't know. a whole lot of potential. I don't know anything about Jovic. Oh, he's he's like the next Neil Gallinari. He's awesome. How tall is he? He looked pretty tall in the six, video. 6'10", 6'11". Okay. He's a great shooter. He's a great touch. He's a good passer. He's a classic European guy. Um, I don't know about his defense ability, but I know he has a great shooting ability. And yeah, yeah, the Heat don't help him figure that out. Of course. Um, so yeah, Donovan Mitchell. We all know what the Heat package would be. This one, I probably would have Robinson in, sadly. Um, but you, you know, go you, to Utah. Yeah, but you got to do what you got to do to get a guy like Mitchell, and that's a guy that the uh, that's the kind of player that the Heat really need. Um, other team that has been involved in rumors for Mitchell. The New York Knicks, which would, that, that's again been a thing forever, just because he's classic from that area. Move. But I don't think Mitchell wants that. I think the Knicks would love that, even though it makes no sense for them. But I don't see that happening, and I don't see the trade package that the Knicks have being nearly as enticing as the Heat's would be. But do you? I I see both these guys getting moved. It's going to be interesting to see what team they get moved to. Yeah, I think there's a lot that's going to go on this summer. There's a lot of pieces that'll be moved. We didn't really touch on Zach Levine much, but we'll get to that next week. He's not that interesting. It's pretty interesting. He's a great player that could be great. very well elevated in a different situation. Great. Um, he is a great player. Great. He's an all-star. You throw around the word great. Yeah. Being, okay. Julius okay. Randle was an all-star last year. Is he great? All right, All right. whatever. <laughs> okay. There's Cole being rude again. We got to go. Thank you for listening. Uh, we hope you enjoyed. It's a good first episode back. We will get on a normal schedule, hopefully posting every Sunday night, Monday morning. But obviously in the part for the court world, no promises <laughs> as we've been off for a month and a half. But sorry about During that. During the NBA Finals. During the NBA Finals. Okay. Well, right for the break. As always. Part- it's for the Court Podcast!